When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Welcome to 90 Day Fiancé WTF Podcast, a weekly hangout to talk about what the fuck we all just watch on TLC's 90 Day Fiancé. I am Nadia, and with me is my spiritual baba, Lon. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Are you staying away from fish bones and mushrooms? <laughs> Thanks, Lon. I was about to ask you for my spiritual reading, but yeah, I guess you knew that I should be staying away from fish bone and mushroom. But hey, seriously though, how is that related to the relationship? Because, and again, listeners, I am so sorry. I know I should be paying attention, but sometimes some scenes just make my jaw drop that it just clouds my mind a little bit. I thought the whole point of doing the spiritual reading is to, didn't she say it was for their relationship, right? Yeah. What's that got to do with fish bone and mushroom? Like that's diet. Like what's that got to do with, you know what I mean? My read on it was she wants to convert him to Ifa. Because that's yes. yeah, so that's what she practices and similar to all the other religion conflicts, I think she was trying to get him to convert and she thought this would impress him like, "Oh, like this is super interesting. What is this?" And I'm totally on board. And it wasn't quite the uh hit <laughs> <laughs> she thought it would be like, did you see her face when she's looking at him? She's like, oh, what do you what do you think? And he's like, <laughs> I mean, I have a religion, you know, and and that was weird because she said something about, well, don't you want a religion like he has one? It's Christian, right? Like, yeah, I forget exactly what branch, but he's a Christian and he believes in Jesus Christ and he prays yeah. and stuff. So I was like, what do you mean? Like, that was kind of condescending when she said, don't you want one as if. As if he didn't have one and, oh, you can follow the religion I follow. It's this. And you get readings where people can tell you about your dietary <laughs> restrictions yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. But let's rewind their scenes a little bit, Lon. Mm -hmm. So Danielle, when she, I guess, moved into the apartment and she found out that, or rather, this is not even rewind. This was during the scene where it was after the Aoife reading, the lights went off. Mm -hmm. And suddenly it's Johan's fault for not telling her that the bill's not paid. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> I don't know. It just went south. <laughs> yeah. And we talked about this before, how she's spraying her move on him. Like he was expecting to go to the United States, y'all, if y'all don't remember that. So this whole like, oh, I'm moving here and I'm going to live here. She didn't consult him before this all happened during the show. So he didn't expect these expenses. He wasn't saving money for her apartment. And he already told her, well, you know, I can't split this apartment with you. What did he say? Like, I can give you 80 bucks or something. Yeah. And she was like, what? So like, 
the audacity for her to be like, you didn't pay my electric bill? Like, what do you mean he didn't pay your electric bill? Like, he didn't even expect you to fucking live here, to be yeah. here. I was like, come on, like, give the guy a break. He's like, no, you need to pay it. <laughs> he had it like, wait, <laughs> scratch, right? Yeah. You need to pay the electric bill. And she's like, oh, well, he doesn't have any incentive and stuff like that. I'm like, come on. <laughs> the entitlement behind that statement. Like, oh my gosh. And to say that he's not ready for a mature relationship is just so condescending. Yeah. Like, just because he can't afford the same lifestyle as you, or, you know, he's not in the same socioeconomic bracket as you, it doesn't mean that he's not ready for a relationship, but exactly. you shouldn't, yeah, you shouldn't be imposing your oh well, first of all you shouldn't be imposing your beliefs <laughs> yeah. right whatever religion that she practices right. but also yeah even your lifestyle and your financial status right. like you shouldn't impose that on him and she knows what he does she knows yeah. so i don't know why exactly she, she already did the numbers for the business and yes. knows that he's down on the business like yes. <laughs> and you know what what is he like a towel boy at a resort or something like you understand his financial situation and yet you're expecting him to like split certain bills and pay off the, your electric bill. Like if you're expecting him to level up, then you have to you have to also lift him up or elevate his status. That's your responsibility if, if that's the expectation that you have of him, right? <laughs> yeah. I think <laughs> she's can't... just exacerbating this whole thing. If anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she knows that he lives in a small house with all those people yeah like 16 others something yeah. some enormous number like that yeah yeah i mean how how is she expecting to wow daniel yeah. i don't know i feel like i want to give her the benefit of the doubt and say that she purposely is playing this villain but i think we also know that the reason why she's willingly moved over to DR is probably to escape her own financial crisis back home in order for her to afford a decent life yeah somewhere it's she's also trying to save money and right you know and and pay off certain things on her end so yeah. this is not the money saver she was expecting it to be <laughs> right man I wonder how much that reading cost <laughs> I was thinking the same thing yeah like yeah. did are you paying for that like did you have to pay for that is that an expense you can do without <laughs> so shall we move on to chris and jamie who... i did want to bring up one more thing what is it how do we feel about exes <gasps> and being able to visit them as friends we know where he stands on the issue right like no this is someone you used to date it's disrespectful to me yeah I totally am with him. It's mm. uncomfortable. I'm not saying that it's not possible. Right. But if someone is uncomfortable with it, they're uncomfortable with it. And you have to respect that. All right. I guess that's pretty much it. I think she's, tr again, trying to impose her belief system and her, you know, the way she, she wants things done on him. And man, I guess there's still a couple. I don't know. I, I didn't look it up, but I would be very surprised. I don't know how he can keep up with her. She's just yeah. a lot. But hopefully this is just made up drama. Yeah, it, they showed a trailer and it it looks like he caved in again, right? It looks like she's going to see her ex and he's in the passenger seat going, well, I mean, I said it's cool, but there's going to be consequences. 
I think is how he phrased it. And she's like, that's all they kind of show on the snippet. I'm friends with exes. So I kind of understand where she's coming from. Like we're no longer dating. We're just friends. But I would have probably be up front with that. Obviously, we're going to have to set boundaries here. And it didn't look like she was trying to maybe compromise or set particular boundaries. She's just like, it's it's this way. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, I don't like it. It's this way. And he's yeah. like, oh, I don't like it. It's this way. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, hey, <laughs> is he just going to have to keep like making sacrifices for you? Like I said, it's completely what you said. She keeps imposing her own her own lifestyle choices and her own things. Like, And he's like trying to push it back. She's like, no, it's my way. It's going to yeah. be my way. And she knows too that she can get away with it because she's the alpha of the relationship, mm. right? We've mentioned this before. A little power and, dynamic there, right? Yeah, and yeah. He, he's tolerating it because she is his key out of the DR if he's really interested in getting out of the DR. So he, he has to play the game. He has to dance around it. You know, mm. he has to dance the dance, I guess, if you can put it that way. It does remind me of Beanie and Ariella because remember when Ariella was like, well, I'm still friends with Leandro and being yeah. super uncomfortable. And yet, you know, Leandro came over. Yeah. Like brought over lingerie. And yeah. He know. was weird too, though. You know what I mean? Leandro? Like, not, not Benny. Yeah, Leandro. Yeah. Like, okay, I would try my best to get on your fiance, your husband's good side. If this is something that they are going to work out and stuff, and, and you're allowed to see, you know, it's different for every couple, right? But if they're allowing you to be friends with exes and stuff like that, dude, don't be pulling all the shit he was pulling. Like, I think there were definitely lines he was crossing. Like, yeah. the laundry is weird. That's just so weird. <laughs> yep, yep, <laughs> yep. And also remember, Ariella didn't help much because she was putting on makeup. She was, like, dolling herself up Yeah. around Leandro. And then she was asking him a lot of, like, flirty yeah. questions about like you miss us or something like that like, like the threats. unresolved because their their situation was also different yeah they weren't like actually broken up and I, that was yes. just so eyebrow raising yes. like yo that was something you needed to figure out before you got engaged to benny <laughs> yeah <laughs> like this is all wrong yeah the whole ariel leandro thing was super fucking messy that was like dude <laughs> yeah <laughs> <sighs> all right so Chris and Jamie got married. Yeah. I'm happy for them. Me too. I'm happy yeah. for them. So again, we said this in the previous episode. Sometimes we get, what is it, sidetracked with some of the drama and stuff like that of, of right. the show and of yep. Chris's situation. But for me, this proved that it was Chris's intention from the start. If she brought the wedding dress and she brought it there with her to Columbia, like, it was her intention from the start to get married, regardless of all these things, all these weird little curveballs happening and stuff. And maybe it had to happen sooner than later. But yeah. I think it was always in her heart that like, this is happening. I'm down. I love this person. I want to spend my life with this person. I'm not playing games. She brought the dress over there because she had every intention of marrying her during that trip. Mm. Uh, and yeah, you know, she has a court date and stuff like that, but she doesn't have to go anymore. But like, if she didn't have to go anymore, she could have waited. She could have waited till the actual date. And she's like, fuck it. Let's do it now. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, all these things, these little things like add up. And I was like, you know what? Like, 
That's really cool. Of all the couples, this was like the comeback, <laughs> the comeback of the season, right? What's that meme? Like, oh, they had us in the first half, not going yeah. live, right? <laughs> like, yeah, perfect. it's the redeeming like, moment, right? For right, the couple. right, right, yeah. Right. I have nothing else to say except you know I'm really happy that they finally tied the knot. I think it was really romantic. What are we going to see now from them? Right? Like, well, well, are they just going to yeah, disappear from the show? I guess like, <laughs> that's the next question is based on the preview. It seems like uh, she's having to go back to the U.S. Yeah, I don't think so. Or the, is it a court date? I don't know. I mean, you know, as you know, TLC's editing always, you know, makes us guess the wrong yeah. thing. So I, I wouldn't <laughs> want to assume anything, but yeah. Congratulations. Congratulations to right. Chris and Jamie. So glad. Uh, so happy for them. All right. I thought maybe we can <laughs> talk about Jen and Rishi and his thirst trap. Oh, my gosh. I was bouncing back and forth on this one. Yeah. Um, at first, I tweeted prematurely, is this really an issue? If you're a model, because the friend catfished him, right? And said, oh, I'm a model. She said she was a model. I've got the receipts. Check the tweets on Twitter, y'all. She said, I'm a model. I'm visiting Jaipur. Do you want to like meet up and stuff? And I'm thinking over the course of any profession, right, that if you think you're meeting another person in that profession, that these are kind of normal conversations to have. And that, oh, like you're a model, I'm a model, do you have photos and stuff? So if I just figured, oh, he's sending a modeling photo. Yeah. And at first I was like, I need to see the, the rest of the texts, which I still do want to see because that's the only text they had was, oh, do you have a pic? And it's him in a in shirtless. Yeah. And then I found out that it was actually him in a towel. And that kind of really, okay, I was like, okay, that changes. For me, that changes the context. Wait, hold up. It's him in the towel. But the photo looks like it's professionally done up. Yeah. And it does looks, still look like a high... He looks high def yeah. type of like Photoshop with... Good like lighting. The, <laughs> good lighting, apps very defined. <laughs> yeah. So I was actually going to agree with your tweet, uh, your theory that it may be a thing where he thinks that, okay, this is an opportunity to network. Right. So let me just send my professional photo, my modeling photo, right? So to speak, you know, okay, me in a towel. I think what would have been creepier is if it's a selfie of him coming mm, out of the exactly. bathroom in a towel. Right. For example, recently, if you pay any attention to the sporting world, Tom Brady did a thirst trap type of selfie or something like that. And you can tell that that's him making it himself. Because he was in his his brand TB12 underwear and he was, I guess, facing a mirror and he just snapped a photo of himself and obviously, you know, naked except for his underwear, right? And it's a thirst trap for sure. And if someone did that and send that to, you know, someone else, like I would say, yeah, that's definitely that borders on cheating. Like if that person right. is, like, is right. in a relationship. But then like, why would he send... You know what I mean? Like, unless that's his way of impressing the ladies, right? He sends them yes. a, a professional photo of him, one of the more flirtier, sexier photo. So I think as I'm speaking here, like, I think it can go both ways. And Again, that's the thing. It's so on the fence. I could see both. I could mm -hmm. see both. So the, the argument is, is this 
a thirst trap because that's mm. what's going to change the context. Is this a thirst trap, right? Yeah. Not every photo where maybe you're not wearing clothes is a thirst trap. If I took a picture of myself in swimming trunks at the beach, oh, it's just me at the beach, guys. But then you know one is thirsty, right? Like <laughs> there's, there's subtext. There's the way you're looking into the photo. There's all kinds of different context. What constitutes an actual thirst trap? Thirst trap. Here. Yep, yeah. Yeah. So. But this is such a great thing. Is it like, okay, could he have sent another photo? Is this like you said, oh, here's a shot of me and and it's and it's professional, but could he chosen something else? So it's like, hmm, that's why I'm like, show me the texts. Is this all it was? Because here's the thing. He blocked her afterwards. And a lot of people are like, okay, like he could have kept the conversation going. But then the counter argument is, oh, he blocked her when he found out they were friends and stuff. And I'm like, uh okay so it's just so gray here right <laughs> yeah it's yeah. so gray that it seems made up yeah yeah could, for a storyline yeah. yeah yeah what was important to me though was the conversation he had with this friend right. and the friend was on Jen's side and was like if I were in her shoes it'd be a no for me yeah you yeah. know what I mean yeah. like and I was like boom right there I think the like, friend said it really succinctly when she said something about you're wasting her time. Yeah. You should just come out to your family and say that, hey, you do have a fiance. Yeah. Basically, she's trying to say like, stop fucking around and just yeah be a man. And and (laughs) what you said earlier with him like dancing around certain things, like that little interview that they had, she's like, well, you know, where do you go? He's, oh, I'm, I'm always still there. Yeah, but we don't ever see you. You disappear for the rest of the night. Yeah. And then when we do, you're always with a bunch of girls. Yeah. And he just seemed really shifty during that conversation. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, why do you seem like you're fucking hiding stuff right yeah. now, dude? Yeah. yeah. Like, and I, oh, to me, it was almost like, you're guilty, dude. You're guilty. He didn't seem like he was a straight shooter during that conversation with her. Yeah. I think we talked about how Rishi wants to have his cake and eat it. Yeah. Right. I have this person that I'm in a relationship with. She's not here right now, though. While I'm out at the bars and and partying with stuff, I'm not really going to disclose my status, you know, and I can still be with women. And if an opportunity arises, he gave me that vibe kind of from the beginning. Totally. Yeah. Totally. Like he wants a wife waiting for him at home while he goes out and Mm -hmm. launch himself like a man whore. Mm. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. I don't want to say speaking of men whores because I didn't see any other men whores that we're going to talk about. (laughs) But I thought we can (laughs) talk about Nicole and Mahmoud. (laughs) I don't know. Here's the thing. So I understand Ahmed's role and I think it helps But their situations are very different. His wife is from China and that already is different from Nicole. And I think, I think um, his wife is a little more open-minded, but the conversation was dead when she said, I'm not going to change. And Mahmoud said, I'm not going to change. And she says, well, we agree that we're both not going to change. And I thought it was already dead at that point. Yeah. And I appreciate what his brother, um, was his name, Ahmed? I, I appreciate what his brother is doing. Great. And I think that was necessary to kind of salvage it and to remind both of them that they love each other. 
But when they said what they said, like, I'm not going to change and you're not going to change. To me, Ahmed was only postponing the inevitable. You're just saying it's going to be okay for now, but it's still going to happen. It didn't feel like there's a chance. Yeah. It didn't feel like there's a chance. Yeah, yeah. like it, yeah. it almost looks like it. They have the scene where what are they playing? Backgammon? <laughs> is that what that is? I don't know what that game is. They're playing backgammon and Ahmed's wife is like, yeah, I don't like this, you know, and I put up a fight for two years and his brother's like, yeah, you know, I had some tequila. Ha 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 ha. You know, you don't got to be so strict with her and stuff. But the outcome is that eventually she will, which mm. she's already stated, I'm not. Like, mm. there has to be a little bit here. And I don't know, it just seems, like I said, Ahmed was successful in just in delaying it and postponing it. Yeah. But if Nicole isn't willing to change, I don't know how Mahmoud is going to get her to change. And that's easier said than done. Ahmed's like, oh, eventually you'll teach her, you'll teach her, you'll teach her. I don't know if Mahmoud has capability, is capable of that. Yeah, I think his brother was only treating the symptoms, not the mm -hmm. root cause, mm -hmm. right? Because, yeah, like you said, Nicole refuses to change. And didn't they say the classic line where she says, I'm not Egyptian? And then his counter was, I'm not American. I'm not American. Yeah. yeah. And I was <laughs> yeah. like, boom, that's boom. it. That encapsulates your entire relationship and why you guys always fight is that you're this way and she's that way and you guys can come together to how are we going to compromise yeah. right yeah what are the compromises here they need to have a really serious discussion and draw what are hard boundaries and what are soft boundaries mm. and because right now they both have hard boundaries that cannot be crossed mm. and they're trying to battle those and go in their butting heads but they each have to give up a little there's got to be things there's got to be things Nicole put herself in a difficult position because she's the one that converted. She's yep. the one living in this culture and living in this society. And you're not trying to change a person. You're trying to change a religious belief, like mm. a cultural belief where people that are part of that are going to treat you differently, are going to look at you differently. And these are rules and expectations that, that he's grown with. And that he has to feel the repercussions of. Like, it's so different. I don't think she fully understands that yeah. she's not really getting him to just compromise a little bit. That's not it. Yeah. <laughs> That's not it. <laughs> and I think, too, it's he's trying to tell her that I did compromise. Mm -hmm. But you keep asking for more. Mm. Because yeah. remember, he said, and again, this is in his limited command of English, right? He said, you say you don't want to wear hijab. I'm okay with that, you know, but I need you to cover up. To cover up, right? Yeah. Like, I need you to dress modestly. But she's like, well, I, I want to wear a short sleeve. And I'm like, look, I think what has happened here is that you're regretting your choices. And now you're trying to negotiate your way, negotiate things to be in your favor, which mm -hmm. again, like you said, this is a religion that you're trying to change that has been so deeply ingrained in the culture of those people. So it's it's hard, especially because also Mahmoud is not only inexperienced in relationship, according to his brother, but also is a very conservative, strict Muslim. Mm -hmm. so you're already trying to change his core and his core beliefs. And like you said, 
I think when you say hard boundaries and soft boundaries, it's like hitting the nail in the head. Like they need to figure out like, okay, what are the hard boundaries, right? If yeah. they can't even compromise on that, then right. forget Here's it. the deal breakers, y'all. Like, yeah. List your deal breakers and work from there. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. And it's tough. Like I see that there are moments where they do. They love each other. Mahmoud especially. You know, he strikes me as someone who feels inadequate as like, I want to be this person for her, but I know I'm not. Mm. And, it, and it's killing me. Yeah. Right. Whenever he says he's, he gives up and he's like, I think he sees that he's like, she's not loving me for being an, a Muslim, for being an Egyptian. Yep. And I can't change that. And I don't know how to make her like this or love this, you know? Yeah. yeah. Honestly, at this point of time, I don't feel bad for Nicole anymore just because mm -hmm. she's a grown-ass woman who made the decision to convert. We kept saying she made her bed. Now she has to sleep on it. Yeah. So the way I see this is Nicole made a couple of bad choices and she's trying to monetize it. Mm -hmm. it. Has you to know? be. Yeah. Has to be. Yeah. Because otherwise, like, I don't know how this can be fixed unless you really go for couples therapy or you... You know, like the brother is a good medium, I feel. He's a good mm -hmm. medium, but he's a fixer in the sense that he can only fix the surface level issues, but not the not the core ones where the hard boundaries, where the deal breakers are, right? Like Nicole I do said, like his approach though. I, I yeah, do like yeah, his approach. Same. So like there's this lens that I think Islam gets painted with where like, oh, women are oppressed, women are oppressed. But if you just flip it, and just look at it the way Ahmed sees it. He's like, no, women are our queens, right? Women yeah. are our queens and we respect them a lot. And that is also why they are covered because we respect them to not want them to be like seen. Like there's a whole different lens where you switch your perspective. And he's like, dude, don't treat her like that. The woman is our queen. You better fucking stand up. And apologize to her if she says no okay like it's fine talk about it another time like yeah. we don't have to keep beating a dead horse so his approach about it is like completely different right totally. and, and maybe yeah he's not as strict and as conservative as mahmoud but i like his approach and if there's any like ounce that this can be salvaged maybe that approach could work but he's gonna have to teach Mahmoud to kind of see it that way. I totally am 100% there with you because he also mentioned that she's our guest. Mm. She's our family member. You got to treat her yes. with the highest form <laughs> of respect. Like it's like he's teaching Mahmoud how to speak to women almost because he knows that Mahmoud's lacking in that department, right? It's his first serious relationship. Right. He barely socialized around, I guess. So his brother is trying to like, Tell him like, hey, this is how you should communicate with your wife. You know, treat your wife like a queen. Just say yes. You know, just to squash this, this argument, just to bring her home so that you guys can talk it out and be civil about it. But like the way he goes about it is, yeah, chef's kiss, like very charming. Like he knows his way around right. with women. I think Always maybe, smiling. <laughs> he always didn't break smiling. his smile the entire yeah. scene. <laughs> Dude, like he could be a peace negotiator for yeah. sure. <laughs> yeah. like, he knows how to like make both sides come to a compromise. And right. yeah, it's really 
like heartwarming to see he, the way he tried to fix this issue. He was the MVP. Oh, totally. <laughs> yeah, totally MVP. Totally. I was thinking there was another person that I thought was an MVP as well. I mean, Rishi's friend is an MVP to me. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah calling right. him out. You yes. Know? All right. So let's end it with our favorite couple, Gabe and Isabel. I'll be the first to say that that whole coming out confessional moment was like one of the best yeah. scenes. I could say I'm privileged to watch on 90 Day Fiancé on a trash TV, I would say. But it was like so heartwarming and so like it's just it touches your heart. You know, it, I mean, it, why wouldn't it, right? It's so sincere. I saw your tweet about this too, Lon. And yeah, I wish more people are would see past that or would see past the religion part of it and be like trans people are people right right and if you believe in god then only god can judge you shouldn't be spreading hate about trans people be like isabel's dad right right yeah you could see they were still struggling and that mm -hmm. they had their difficulties which is completely normal. fine that's yeah. normal, normal right yeah but then to still receive Gabe and to still let him know that we're not going to judge you for this. We have a lot to learn about what it is. We don't understand it all, but we're not going to treat you any differently. And God is ultimately the one that can judge people. We're not supposed to judge people. And I think a lot of like so-called quote unquote Christians, like they miss that message. I don't practice as strictly as I used to, but I was raised Catholic and the messages I got was like, Jesus is loving and expected us to be the same mm. to our brothers and sisters, right? So I don't understand a lot of the hate that comes from Christians and Christian groups. Like this isn't the message, y'all, that, <laughs> that Jesus was trying to spread of, oh, hate and deny people their rights and stuff like that. Like, I don't get it. And these to me, like his parents, they exemplified, at least to me, what, what being Christian entails is the love aspect of it. And like I said, you could see that they definitely were struggling with it. They didn't quite know. And they admitted that. We don't know. We're going to need to learn more about this. But we still love you and 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 you're still fine with us. And let's continue to to grow from this moment. And it really, really was just, <laughs> it was great. I want to see more of it. I know the mom wants them to hold off. And I think that's with any parent, <laughs> like gay, trans or not. I think, you know, any parent would be like, this is all too fast for me. <laughs> Get yeah. to know the person first. Yeah. Right. So I didn't see that as like transphobia, homophobia, whatever. I just saw that as a parent concerned for their daughter going, get to know them more. Yeah, I think pump, any caring parent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And any caring parent would be like, okay, he, you know, he just moved here and now you're telling me about marriage. We just met the guy. Like, yeah, yeah. So I didn't see that as transphobic at all. And I really like too that Gabe is making a genuine attempt at getting to know her children. I think uh, a lot of times people mess that part up. Yep. And they don't get that part right. Yeah. The, the children are important. Yes. The children's uh, approval is just as mm. necessary as the parents. And I applaud him for being transparent with them. I actually thought I know sometimes y'all probably questioning like how I'm watching this show. I'm like doing a lot of things all at once. But 
I actually thought he was talking to Isabel and I realized, oh my God, Sarah looks like a mom. Mm. And they're both like the same size, same stature. You know, they're both gorgeous, obviously. And I was like, why is he why is he confessing that he's going to propose to her? And then <laughs> I had to do a second take on the screen. I'm like, oh my God, it's actually the daughter. And she just mm. looks like her mom, like spitting image of her mom. But anyway, that's besides the point. I, I just like the fact that he took the time to spend the day with them and get their blessings, right? Because right. it's important if you're going to have like a stepchildren, or, you know, blended family or whatever. Again, the parents, totally normal reaction, just really happy for them for accepting Gabe and also wanting to learn about why he became that, right? Why he became trans or why he decided to transition. I think that willingness to learn and discover, like learn more about him, whether it's his trans journey or whatever, like anytime your future in-law wants to learn about you, I think that's a huge compliment. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Cis or otherwise, you know? So I think they're off to a good start. But yeah, I guess because the show needs the drama, obviously. I mean, I'm not surprised that the mom's like, oh, pump the brakes. Well, we still want to get to know him. And It's as good as it could have been, I think. Yeah, totally. <laughs> totally. <laughs> when you put their hands together and be like, yeah, like, go team. <laughs> yeah. I, I thought that was really cute. It was so cute. So far, like, one of our favorite couples. Definitely very unique. Very healthy relationship. Of course, there are drama because this is 90 Day Fiancé after all. So there has to be drama. But I like to think that outside of this, they're a genuinely sweet couple. Yeah. All right, Lan, let's close this with our WTF moment. WTF. For me, and this is no insult or mockery to the Ifa religion, tradition, whatever. But it does get the WTF for me. Um <laughs> I don't know how to say this without coming off like I'm insulting it. I really am not. I just thought, like you said, Nadi, it felt out of place. Like, how is this improving your relationship? Right. For me, it's more about how Danielle approached this. Like, hey, here's what I want to share with you. And what what did you think? Don't you like it? Do you want to? It felt like she was kind of forcing him to or expecting him to like convert on the spot. And he was just like, no, we, no, I'm good. we have our own thing. I pray already. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know me. I have Jesus. I, I yeah, I, <laughs> I, there's a God. I, I pray for help when I need, like, yeah. I don't know about this, you know, and, and I get that. And for me, it was just like, what is this? Why are, why are we watching this right now? Totally. I want to say, I'm just thinking like, is there any other WTF moment on the show except that? Because that was just WTF to me. Just trying to see my list here. Like, there's not a lot of WTF. I mean, sure, Rishi's, the towel photo. Yeah, Rishi's yeah, yeah. thirst trap is a WTF, but trap. like, <laughs> not in the most grandiose way as Baba giving a reading and and I guess maybe some of us need to do some research on Eva because I don't know if that's even is that made up for TV Eva or is that real real Eva? Is that real Eva? Yeah, yeah. or is that right? The, the TLC treatment of it. Yeah. And plus like again, maybe he did give a genuine reading. It's just that 
what TLC decide to capture and that too. I thought about that. Right. Too. Like the part about his diet is what they decide to. F- and by the way, if that's the case, that's fucked up. Yo. It was misrepresented. Misrepresented yes, totally. for sure. Yeah. But also, I think the other WTF moment is everything that Daniel said and acted and everything in that episode. Like, what the fuck, Daniel? Yeah. How is he going to pay for your electrical bill? How are you expecting him to be okay with an ex visiting? I don't understand Danielle sometimes. But Every episode so far, there's always been something about like what Danielle is doing or showing or, or bringing to the table that I'm just yeah. like, oh, really? I want to like her. I really do. Yeah. I, I think she can be a really cool person, but there's just some some scenes that I'm just like, what? <laughs> what? WTF? <laughs> yeah, totally. All right, Lon, before we close, really, really, really end the show here, anything that you want to recommend, anything you want to plug? So I just started the part three of uh, what is it? Surviving R. Kelly. <gasps> That's on now. Yes. What? Where? Yeah, it's on Netflix. Wait. So wait, hold on. Back up, back up. We talked about this way back when i want to say 2018 2017 maybe 20 right. i mean i forgot when it is but it's a while is back a while back you mean they have part three so part three now is so we know that he's indicted part three is is focusing on the trial now so the actual trial there's four oh. different trials i think two federal and two state i didn't watch it all right. and then I think some of the people now, you know, back in 2020, it's also bringing us up to date. So apparently one of the people when they were interviewed, now they're recanting and they're saying, oh, he was forcing us to say that during the interview. Right. So there's that now, like yeah. all that shit I said, scratch that. I was fucking lying. Like <laughs> he was training us how to interview. And I said those shit because like he told us to say that shit. So there's that. There's still the struggle of certain parents trying to get their daughters back. It's just basically bringing us up to speed right now where all that stuff is at. I'm guessing that interview was, is that the one with Gail King? The one that he kind of like exploded and he set up and he almost wanted to cry or something like that. And then he interviewed the two girlfriends. Right. So there's the Gail King one and there's another one. And apparently the people are kind of recanting what they said. He's such a groomer. It's creepy. Yeah. yeah. So this has been going on. And, you know, obviously they get into the whole, the kind of the complexities about it. Like one, it took 30 years to happen because we're finally at a place where things kind of aligned, where mm-hmm. uh, the Me Too movement, Black Lives Matter, and how Black women were devalued. I'm, I'm not saying they are, they still aren't today, but things have improved as maybe as as much they could up up until the day that made the circumstances for them to be believed. So there's those complexities, and then the complexities of people who are still R. Kelly fans and who are still showing up to the trials, going, "He's fucking innocent, and we're gonna fight for his innocence." And yeah, so there's still people showing up, you know, to the trials, still enablers. And things like that and people who are that's the hill they're gonna die on <laughs> is that he's innocent and he's being framed. Yeah. Here's the thing. Should he go to jail for it? Absolutely. For what he did to those girls, for stealing those young women from their families, for sure. Will I be jamming to Ignition? 
Yeah, that's a hard one. It's tough. <laughs> that's it's tough. fiesta for me. Oh my god, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh my god. Like, and every time I listen to Aaliyah's back and forth and I hear his voice in the background, I'm like, oh, like I love this song, but oh, like I know R. Kelly has his hands all over it and it's I tough. Guess, yeah. Yeah, it's tough. It so. really is. It's it's tough to let go because of these iconic moments. Like I think I was listening to uh You Are Not Alone, and that's a double whammy, right? Because that's Michael Jackson and R. Kelly. Ooh. Yeah, and I'm just like, Ooh. where do I stand on this song? <laughs> I don't know. Dude, I feel bad for you because that's not one of my favorite MJ songs, so I'm good. I'm yeah. good there. Like, yeah, I yeah, don't R like... R. Kelly wrote that one, and MJ performed yeah. it, obviously, and it's yeah. just like, ah. <laughs> I don't like that song. That's not my favorite. I mean, the MTV for it was cringy, obviously, if you guys remember him and Lisa Marie. I believe I can fly. That's also not my favorite because I think it's I'm not, one of yeah. it's one of those like overplayed song on the radio, and you just got sick of it. And it, it like, got overplayed. And for me, it was that was on the Space Jam soundtrack. Yeah, right? yeah, so was like, it was. Um, yeah, and I I think of basketball. I yeah, <laughs> when and I, when I think near that, I mean, I'm a fan of MJ, but I'm not like a fan of him in like I'm not a fan of Space Jam. I'm, I'm sorry, I know I'm such a party pooper here, but. <laughs> Yeah, so that song doesn't do it for me. You're Not Alone doesn't do it for me. But uh, it's the remix to Ignition. The oh remi my God. It's the remix to Ignition. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, y'all. But yes, absolutely. I'm with the women on this case. You know, yeah. he deserves to serve time and be punished for it, for sure. Yeah, I mean, for me, <laughs> since we're in the topic of Netflix, I've been watching Hoarders. And I was telling Lon that it is... You know, has always been my favorite horror genre <laughs> because it's scary. It is scary, scary how people can spiral downwards that way. And I feel a lot of compassion for most of these folks that I watch. Like some of them, I totally think that uh, they're on a mental decline and should be checked for more than just, you know, I mean, yeah, it is a psychological problem, but for some reason, None of the doctors on the show, the psychologist that at least doesn't insinuate or doesn't allude to like them having a decline. They're more of like tackling like, oh, what just happened to you? Like, mm. I think they tackle it from the trauma side of things, right? Like, oh, your parents just passed away. That's why you act like this. But I think really they have to deep dive on some of these folks that are suffering from right. behavioral problems because that is one of the symptoms of like, an actual brain declination. But but you know what? The satisfying thing is seeing the house after it's been cleaned up. Yeah. Oh, that always gets me. I'm like, yeah. oh my God, you know, it's being restored to its glory days, you know, where you can see the floor, where you can sit on the couch. And for some reason, I guess A&E decides to give them a new fridge or a new bed. And then it's like, oh my God, yes, yeah. it's... It's like home improvement slash, you know, decluttering. It, it's just <laughs> always gets me. You know, I recommend folks to watch that if they have the time. It's a good one. Yep. 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 All right, y'all. So uh, when we record this, it's almost going to be Easter and Good Friday around the corner. So just want to wish all of you folks practicing christianity including you lon you know happy easter happy easter y'all yeah and uh what month is it is it like i know that 
we missed the national transgender visibility. visibility. Yeah. But I know this month is, I forgot what it is, but I'm sorry, guys. Yeah. I know I'm not keeping up. I'm keeping up with my pregnancy, but maybe not with the month. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever it is, be kind to one another and spread love, not hate. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening, WTFers. If you love the podcast, give us a five-star review on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you get your podcasts. It is appreciated and really helps us out. You can also find us under listener support on anchor.fm and donate for as low as 99 cents or on Patreon at WTF Extra. You can engage with us on email, Twitter, and Instagram at 90 Day Fiance WTF. We especially would like to hear what your WTF moments are each episode. We might even shout you out. Don't forget to like, share, and follow the podcast.